1: I'm so excited about my guest today. First of all, thanks everybody for listening and watching. We have Jason Ritter on the show. He has been on our target list for guests since we started like six years ago. And it just shows you, I feel like when you work hard and you're honest and kind to people and you do your best, you know, the stars align and the conversations happen. So Jason, thanks for your time. It's great to meet you.
0: Great to meet you too. Thank you so much. I completely believe in everything that you just said.
1: Yeah, I really do. It it almost reminds me a little bit about one of the shows that you had Kevin almost saves the world. Like that that was one of my favorite shows. I mean, you've done so many good things and it was one of those that came on and went and left, but that's just the nature of the business, I think. But that whole concept of the show is what I was thinking as I was trying to plan this conversation and, and, and make it work. So thank you again. I'm interested to know, I mean, I was going through your filmography and you've just have done so many different projects. You've been a part of so many things. I'm interested to know at this stage of the game, what's important to you as a storyteller? Is it, is it the writing? Is it uh, who you're working with? I mean, cause you're, your moniker of work is just so different and diverse. You've done so many great things.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Um, Yeah, that's a great question. I think, I think there's a lot of it uh, that all comes together to help me, but I, I feel like the writing is such a huge and important part. Um, there are certain things that you can kind of, uh, discover on the day or 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 um, figure out with the director or the other actors um but uh but the 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 bones of it have to be there um, in the writing and um and then secondly, I think uh I sort of listen to my my own instincts about something and uh, if something speaks to me or or like or if I' I've, I've never thought about something before or, um or i recognize something in the script that's like that's true about or true from my perspective of the world i go oh yeah i i like that and i agree with that and i would love to um i would love to put this help put this story out into the world um and uh yeah i mean and then sometimes it's just uh sometimes also you know, you're just trying to work and do anything you can. So, you know, like, I I, I do feel lucky at this point that I've been able to um, make more conscious decisions than just sort of, you know, being starting out and being hungry and excited and, you know, uh, trying to get to do anything I can get my hands on. Um, yeah,
1: I've heard that a lot, like a lot of actors when they've reached where you've Arrive to, as far as I'm concerned, a successful working actor. I mean, consistently over the years, it's nice and probably helps with other things too, that you might be struggling with just as an individual to go, man, I can pick and choose a little bit about what I'm involved in. But looking back, I mean, you got started the traditional way, it seems on Law and Orders, you know these types of shows, which are really badge of honors for actors. Do you do you consider that to be? I mean, if you live any part of New York in any part of your life, and you're on a Lawn Order show, that's like you've arrived oh, yeah. basically.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, those shows are huge, um, and uh, I remember hearing that um, you know among the new york actors that uh oh you know he got uh, the grand slam (laughs) it was like if you got on a law and order a law and order svu and a criminal intent those were the three at the time that i was starting and um and it's just incredible because you get uh those those casting directors have all of new york city to pick and choose from and they're they're keeping actors afloat um and and not only is it such a, a a great thing to work and and um but you also you know the guest stars are the ones who get to have the really meaty um things you know the like the the scenes where they're breaking down or they're horrible or they're killers or they're witnesses who are traumatized or whatever it is um those law and order scenes just go straight on your <laughs> reel. Um, if if they still make reels anymore, I don't know how the uh, the world works now with YouTube and all that stuff. But uh, but yeah, but I, I I feel so grateful for um, for getting on. Uh, I I never got on um, Criminal Intent, but I got uh, I guess a double. <laughs> yeah, still- I mean that's
1: still like a huge deal. I was talking to somebody recently, and I don't know for the span of about six months or a year you know, he just was having a hard time finding work or he was getting auditions, but they just weren't making it. But man, the law and order work, I think he was on a few different episodes and played different characters and people recognized him from one episode, but that seems to be normal even with some of these other shows that are procedurals. Now you see them as like a main series regular, but then They started out like as a bad guy, maybe in season one, and then they disliked you and said, hey, come on back. So, I mean, that's just cool. But, I mean, you work and you work and you work, and then all of a sudden you just have that moment. Was there ever a point in any of these shows where you just were solidified in your own mind as you started out that this was, like, meant for you? Obviously, you know, most people attribute you to your father but really Mm. in your own right you've had your own success but was there a moment in any of these jobs where it just solidified for yourself hey like i know this is really what i'm meant to do for no other reason other than
0: i just love it um yeah there there was sort of a i don't know it's interesting because now i i talk about uh you know like we were just talking about how I will read something and think about it and see if I can, you know, I'm not just picking and choosing You know, I still am auditioning and stuff like that. And I I think there is, there is a sense when you're starting out that like, you see certain especially like the big movie stars or whatever and you're like okay so they like made it and then they just get to choose and do whatever for the rest of their, their life and that is such a small percentage of it that you always are just feeling like okay this step is better than the last step but there's still another step to go and there you know you you sort of slowly build yourself up but as much as you you know there's an element of feeling like oh I want to do this or I don't want to do this there I also feel like especially at the beginning projects choose you and you you're maybe tapping into something in a certain character that maybe you are not even aware of and I mean the only reason that I'm saying this in response to your question is because there were times where roles would come or I would audition for a part and I would get it and it would sort of mirror something that I was kind of dealing with in my own life and it it felt um kind of <laughs> magical in a in a strange way of like oh I'm this is actually something that I'm dealing with and maybe this is a way that I can sort of explore it through the world of this movie in a you know in a safe environment um but I think I mean I think this this I think it, d- wanting to be an actor was solidified pretty early on uh when I was in high school and I just I just, I really wanted to to do it and I I kind of had an awareness that um, there's no way to control the outcomes of anything like this especially in a in a, a world of acting where I mean I guess some people do create their own work and completely make it on their own but for most of us the the sort of the pipeline is you're dependent on every other person in the business to give you a chance or to bring you in or to send you in or all these things you're dependent on all these people. And, um, and I think at a, at a certain point in high school and college, I, I just felt like no matter what the outcome is, no matter what it looks like, if I'm able to do this in any capacity, I'll be happy, you know? Um, and so I think that's, you know, uh, I think that was something that my mom and dad really sort of talk to me about is is if you're if you're searching for a specific outcome if there's an idea in your head of what your life might look like you you can very easily be disappointed but if you are choosing this journey then that's a whole different thing you have to just accept that you know what you can control and what you can't
1: yeah i mean it's so interesting i've heard other actors describe it as like it's like sometimes you go to a job interview, but you never hear if you got the job or not. Cause you yeah. just, you just like, it's like if I applied for a job and I never heard back from the employer, it would drive me nuts. And that's just my personality. Yeah. And, you know, it would just be like my ADHD would just get the best of me. And, And I wonder, well, now I know where my son gets it from and he's just inherited it, you know, but for me, it would just be like, it would drive me crazy. So how do you find a place where you can just feel secure? Or do you ever feel secure about going out for something and never hearing back? Or you just, as you mentioned, your parents' advice to you was, if you're going to choose this path, be ready because it's probably the most unpredictable thing you could ever choose as a job
0: yeah i mean it is it is funny because like you know when the term ghosting came around it was like oh yeah we know, <laughs> we know that <laughs> that's, that's so you've been fun. dealing with that for decades as an actor <laughs> exactly um but i think uh yeah, I mean you sort of get used to that. There've definitely also been some auditions where I've gone I don't want to hear uh, back. I know I know I messed that one up. So just let's let's all just pretend that didn't happen uh, and move on with our lives. Um but there there have been uh yeah, there it's complicated because sometimes you feel like if you haven't heard back from something for a, a couple weeks or a month you're like, okay, well so clearly I didn't get that. Um, but every once in a while I'll audition for something and then, you know, I'll hear like a couple months later, like they're still looking for the funding and you're still like in the mix or whatever. So it's, it's hard because you're trying to not get too excited. You're trying to temper your sort of emotional connection to these potential jobs. Um, but one of the things that really helped was somebody telling me, uh, one of my teachers saying that, uh you know, a lot of, a lot of actors treat the audition as sort of something that you have to do to get the job. Okay. and They were saying, which is true, literally, but, uh, but they were saying to have a perspective shift and look at it as, as though today you get an opportunity to act, you know, you're not getting paid, you're not, you know, and, but, but you still get to do what you love today. Um, and so to, to look at it like that as an opportunity to just have fun and, and not be, and and remove the part of your mind that's, that's telling you, oh, I need to do it this way, or I need to be perfect enough to, or I need to convince this person that I'm the right guy for the job. Just show up and be true to yourself and be true to the character and do whatever you want to do. And then, you know, if... If they like it, great. And if if not, they'll go, oh, that was weird, but they seemed pretty confident or whatever. Maybe they'll be good for another thing.
1: Would you rather, just curiously, as we talk about this whole concept, would you rather get a call from an agent and tell you what you just said? You're in the mix, you're, you're waiting on funding, whatever the reason might be, or just not here at all and just kind of already safely assume that if you haven't heard back in a couple of weeks a month that they've gone with the Jason Ritter type or whatever. I don't know. Like, you know, something <laughs> out of the box, like often happens in your industry.
0: <laughs> I do feel like as much as I try to make myself not, you know, care or, or, or not, not care, but be Zen about the whole situation and let what happens happens. I do like knowing what's <laughs> I like being, uh, being told, um, you know, I even like being told like you you got close to something or, you know, you you didn't get it, you know, because one of the things that happens when you audition is you can you can just and you don't get a part. Is You can imagine that you were the absolute worst one who came in and they were like, why is that guy even trying? Um, and so even though in some ways it's more painful when you get close to a part and you don't get it second place, third place, fourth place is way better than, you know, the worst guy who auditioned, (laughs) whatever it is. That's funny. Sort of, it's it's hard to remember that because you want to get the part. And especially, you know, some people, you know, that can happen several times in a row, you know, or you can lose the same, you can lose several parts to the same person and be like, Oh my gosh. Okay. So as long as this person is still working, I'm, I'm never going to get there. Um, But, but yeah, I think, yeah, I think uh, I, I definitely like knowing and it helps to hear positive feedback sometimes.
1: I would imagine too, because your significant other is an actor, do you, how, what are the conversations like at dinner? Like, oh, I just, you know, this show didn't get picked up for another season. So now I'm going out to audition for something else. And you're like, well, I just had an audition. Like, or do you try and keep personal life separate Or or is it just all consuming because you both have had such good careers and long sustaining work on different projects, whatever the case might be. I just find your world so fascinating. I think it's so different than what I'm used to, but regardless of how many amazing people I talk to like yourself, I feel like it's a constant learn because it's just such a dynamic universe. You know, it's so different.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I think Melanie and I, We definitely will talk about a lot of logistics now that um, we have a daughter and our daughter is starting kindergarten next year. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there'll be a lot of talk before jobs come in or something like that, where we go, okay, so how would this work? Um, And then I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, we, I, I would definitely say we, we don't, Talk about it all the time. It's not all consuming, but it is something that we enjoy talking about. And, you know, if we're watching a movie or a show, we like talking about performances and, you know, this person is so good. What, why, what's, what, what are they doing? What's, what's their secret or, um, um, and, and the other thing that's so super helpful is if one of us is working and we come home to the other one, we can talk about things that went well or things that went wrong. And we can sort of troubleshoot about, um, solving a problem. If you have a difficult coworker or something like that, how do I, you know, move forward? How do I, how do I solve the problem? And, um, and then, uh, yeah, so it's, it's things like that. Uh, and, I. I for the most part, Melanie, she's so amazing and she's such a, I, uh, she's a genius, I think. And what she does is so magical and mystical to me um, that I, I'm i always wanting to know like what, how she got to a place or what she did or something like that. And she's so intuitive that sometimes it's hard for her to explain, but that's such an exciting thing for me uh, to just listen and, and, and wonder how she does all of this stuff um, so effortlessly and so brilliantly. Um, And, uh, and also, you know, sometimes when we're auditioning, I'll really be like, hey, you got any ideas? (laughs) She's putting me on tape. I'm like, please help me. (laughs) That's, I love it. Well,
1: I think you both have had such good careers. Now you've done some pretty earmarked projects. Joan of Arcadia was big. Parenthood was big. There's been other things that you've done along the way. I would imagine as an actor, because you get to create and you get to maybe, as you said, learn things about yourself or maybe something that you're going through just on a very human nature type of level. Mm -hmm. Do you learn from those different characters anything about yourself, whether it's in the positive or the negative, or maybe identify with one of those characters, maybe a little more too close for comfort than you might like just and go, oh, wow, I really am sort of like this. I don't know how that, or if that would happen, but uh, you get so deep into some of these characters that you've played.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's all, they're, they're all different. Uh, and I, I, I mean I, I, I gain different things from all of them and you know uh and sometimes sometimes it's it's it'll be like I'll get to explore something that I'm not experiencing in my life at the moment or um or something like that. But uh or sometimes it's it'll be like I'm I'm able to explore some things that I you know, some elements of myself, some of my weaknesses, some of my, um, you know, other peccadillos that I, you know, try to ignore in the real world. And I'm like, what, is, what would it like to be someone who just lives in one of these feelings? And, um, you know, I, on this show, Raising Dion, I got to kind of be uh, 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 sort of tap into some of my pettier <laughs> elements and things like that. And, and then sometimes, you know, on parenthood, I think at that Point in my life, those years were so chaotic in my real life that um, that coming to that set felt so comfortable and good to me, and and being a, like a solid person that could be counted on. Um, even though I couldn't be that person in my real life, I felt like I was like, oh, is this what this could potentially feel like? And And, um, I mean, I learned so much on the set of parenthood. That was such a huge, um, period of growth for me. And, um, Lauren Graham was just the most incredible scene partner and, uh, and, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was basically showing up to work every day, kind of like a open book because we would, we would, we would memorize our lines and then, but we could, we could find little offshoots and improvise here and there. And it was just so exciting. And I felt like there was so much trust of the actors and trust of the directors and um, uh, yeah. And it was just such a wonderful environment. Um, And I felt like it really gave me a sense of kind of, I don't know, something I, something I could count on for a little while. Well, it was really
1: yeah obvious. i think so and that's such a great show i mean i don't think there's been a lot of great things in the television world film world that have come out since then but and other shows that too have sometimes been compared to parenthood i think this is us initially it was kind of like and they interviewed dan fogelman and he's like yeah i I love that people would like to think that, but we really are going for something so different. Yeah, wow, I mean, so many cool projects. I was just going through and watching some of the interviews that you've done in the past. I'm just curious it, just to know what what do most people want to talk to you about when you get invited to be on a show? What do you find to be like the one thing that people want to talk to you about the most? They just go right in on it at the beginning. And you're kind of like, uh, I'll talk about it, but it kind of makes me feel a little, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. You've done so many cool things. I mean, Matlock, you know, there's all these things that are current, but like, is there something that people just go in on right away and you're like, okay, I'll talk <laughs> about it to be gracious, but like I would really rather not like have this conversation if at all possible. I don't know. <laughs>
0: so- um, You know, I mean, it, it, that, that sort of, changed over the years i think okay. um, i think at, as a younger more insecure person um i sometimes would well also i i feel like that the my career kind of started right around the same time that my dad passed and so okay a lot of questions were about my dad but it was also like in this period of time where you know, most of the questions were about how much like fun, you know, what it was like growing up with him. And it was so fun and so wonderful and, and such a dream uh, dad in so many ways. And, but, you know, also comes with that the sense of loss that they, for the most part, didn't really want to talk about because it's uh, uncomfortable. (laughs) trying to make an, you know, trying to make an interview fun and stuff. So it was, it was, it was less that I was like, I don't want to, talk about him or I want to be my own person. I'm sure there was some of that, uh, peppered in there, but I think it was, it was more just like, it's hard for me to talk. It's hard for me to talk about only one element of this. Um, but at the same time, I'm so, you know, proud of him and, and, and feel so lucky that he was my dad and all that stuff. And I also fully understand why people, we you know, wondering about it and had questions about it. So I never was like, I can't believe you asked me about that or anything like that. I mean, for the most part, I was felt just, you know, grateful to be interviewed in the first place, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but yeah, uh, but, but trying to like remove the painful bits and just keep the sunny bits was, was a uh, b- bit of a balancing act.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can't even imagine like, because yeah, those were simultaneous times almost in a way. Well, I tell you what, as I said at the beginning, and I really do mean it, like I just like watching you on film, on television, because all these characters are so different. Um, One last question here. I I did want to ask, you know, just looking back at everything that you've done, is there one project for you that just stands out markably for you as far as like, this was the best time of my life or does each project, that's kind of a difficult question, but like, for some people, there are defining projects. I don't know if it's the same for you, or everything has just been one stepping stone after another, and you've just really enjoyed and embraced the the great career that you've had as an actor.
0: Gosh, you know, I, I mean there are so many projects that uh that gave me a, a little gift. Uh and um uh certainly Joan of Arcadia gave me such a wonderful, um, that was such a huge, that was my first time as a regular on a show. And, um, it came at such a, you know, at that time it was, that was around the time my dad passed. And so to have such so much meaning and such a tight family and so much love was so important. And I felt very, um, I felt very cared for in, in that show. And, um, and then this independent movie that I did uh, called Good Dick was, you know, basically Mariana um, Palka wrote it and directed it. And we were a couple and, um, and we just sort of made it in our apartment and got all of our friends to help. And uh, you know, it was and it was kind of a miracle that it, it all came together, but also because we were just all sort of doing it, uh, ourselves, I was injecting my little sense of humor that I would do with my friends, as opposed to, oh, this is what you might think is funny in this audition. Let me try to do that for you. I was just kind of doing, I was entertaining myself, and then going to screenings of that and hearing people laugh at some of the things that I was doing. I was going, oh, okay, so that's other other people might like that. I should try. I should trust that a little bit more. And so that was just such a huge um, moment for me as well. And then parenthood was absolutely incredible in, in terms of me trusting myself more. And, and instead of trying to put on all this stuff, like I'm a character, uh, you know, trying to peel more stuff away and and say, you know, who, who am I at the core of this? What's the scary stuff? Um, and so it's, it's been like that. And Kevin probably saves the world was another thing where I, I all of a sudden felt more comfortable going further and going Trying harder for the jokes as opposed to well, if I'm just being subtle, then you know, maybe I could maybe it's not supposed to be funny, but like going really wild and and going broader than I did was really fun. And and uh, that was also such a wonderful group of people. And every little even the even the films, like every little thing was another uh piece of pie in my little trivial pursuit thing that has a lot of Pie pieces missing. Um, so I, you know, I, I just, I, I learn and I grow and then there've been some projects where I've, I've like anti learned where I've had a bad experience or I've seen it afterwards and I've gone, Oh, okay. So that doesn't look like what I thought it looked like. (laughs) Let me see if I can correct this, uh, next time. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's just, it's been, um, I do a lot of, in general, I do a lot of self-examination and hope, like trying to see where I can improve in my life and in my career and things like that. And so, um, it's helpful to have data and, you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely a very harsh critic of myself, uh, as I'm sure, um, a lot of people are. Uh, of me, (laughs) no, of themselves too. Um, But so, yeah, so I I just, you know, I, I, I always look at everything as an opportunity to learn something and grow and whether that's in my acting or in my personal life, it all kind of blends together.
1: I love it. I did want to ask now that you're a parent and you're, I have a nine-year-old, so. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And he's just now becoming interested about this, but I'm wondering, like, does your daughter get what you guys do at this point, or is it just still a very innocent time where you're just living life and being great parents (laughs) and not really exposing them? They'll get it later, I'm sure, when they realize what it is that you do, if and when they're able to watch maybe Frozen 2. I don't know, like, what your daughter's able to watch this. Probably not two and a half men, I would imagine, you know, something... (laughs) <laughs> probably yeah. later <laughs>
0: yeah uh yeah i think you know i think um it is a pretty innocent time right now i mean she gets a she has a general sense that uh that we uh, pretend you know that that's our job that we you know at the core of it we're pretending we're making believe and uh um and i think you know there have been some things where I know it hasn't necessarily come from us because we've never said anything like, like this that I'm about to say, but things where we're like, Oh, wow. That's, I wonder where that comes from (laughs) where we did like her, uh, we were walking around and she did this little um, performance in her school and she got up on where she was going to do it. And she was like, I'm on a stage. I'm really on a stage right now. (laughs) And it was so cute. We're like, I don't think either of us have ever said I'm on a stage, but there's something exciting for her about performing. And she's such a little goofball and she always wants to, um, you know, show us things or do things or make us laugh. And um, yeah. And it's, uh, it's really, it's really, it's really sweet. And there's, you know, the other thing that is so awesome and funny is, Melanie's been working so much in this period of time and uh uh you know I've done some things here and there and but we've traveled with Melanie as a family while she's working and our daughter was watching an episode of Bluey and the dad went off to work and she's like that's so funny the dad going off to work dads don't go to work moms go to work yeah Bluey yeah it's a great show but I also, it is. You know that uh, she has that uh, she has such a wonderful role model as a mother and uh, and it's been so much fun, you know, having some, some time just to be with her and uh, and enjoy being a dad. I love it. Yeah. I mean, there
1: just as a sidebar bluey in itself, I am 49 and I find myself learning things about that and having conversations with my child about that show and, Like, they deal with some pretty hardcore stuff on that show. They they, really do. Like, I think there was an episode of Infertility, like, and I was like, holy mackerel. Like, that's, I'm, like, sitting here going, oh, my God. And my kid's like, well, it's weird that Aunt so-and-so wants to be around the kids, but she doesn't have her own kids. And she's sad, and we're, like, having a conversation about infertility somehow, you know, out of a cartoon. But I, I know. digress. you, you yeah. really
0: do deal with some deep stuff and in beautiful ways too. I, I like, Yeah. That's yeah. just
1: the amazing thing about storytelling because you feel like you're watching something same with a lot of your projects. Parenthood was so deep. Uh, Kevin, you know, just Jonah even Jonah Varkady at that time or raising Dion. I think that's what is so cool about your world. Well, thank you so much for your time. And I see you have a few things coming out here soon, along with your significant, your wife. Congratulations, like on all your success, man. This has just been a thrill to talk to you.
0: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. Omega
0: proportions.
1: The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host.
0: Remember, we care.